Welcome back to another episode of Addiction and Codependency Breakthrough with your host, me, Heidi Rain, founder of the Codependency Institute, where, what are we doing over there? Well, the purpose of the reason I founded that whole thing is so that we have a place to go, me and you, and all the rest of the people that are impacted by addiction, so that we can learn how to break free from any dysfunctional or toxic patterns in this dysfunctional relationship so that we can have the relationships that we deserve and break really break generational cycles of dysfunction for good for the next generation, for our kids. I know that's why I wanted to do it because for, I have a little eight-year-old and I want to say, you know what? I don't want her to have to go to therapy later on in life. And it's not, not a laughing matter, but that's the truth. I really felt that way. So what do I need to do to heal? And there wasn't a lot about out there on uh, for people that are impacted by addiction. There's a lot of help for addicts and alcoholics themselves, but for the people that are impacted, it's, it's slim pickings. And so I, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to dedicate the rest of my life to helping my people. And together, uh, we can, you know, come together in in these in the podcast or in the videos and meet each other for inspiration, for information, for healing. But if you want transformation transformation happens inside the tribe. And so I would invite you to come alongside of me and the others that are inside of my, my programs and my private coaching, uh, semi-private coaching, which you can find out more about over at HeidiRain.com. Now today we're going to get into one of the most important ingredients in any kind of healthy, not, not like for us, it's not like, we're just like, you know what? I want an amazing relationship. I want to like shoot for the stars. And like, we have these visions of grandeur. It's like, we just want our shit to be healthy, you know? So it's like, we're starting where some people take for granted. Even uh, a lot of the people that I help, we don't even know what normal is anymore. Either we grew up in some kind of a shit show where we're like, you know what? I don't know. Uh, that, that seems right to me or, or, or we do the comparison thing. We're like, we're with functioning addicts or alcoholics. Uh, so it's just not that bad. You know, it's not that bad as like other people. They're not really that bad. It's it would be so much worse. You know, I, I grew up in so much worse and my husband or my wife is just, you know, better than that. So our, our barometer for bullshit gets lower and lower and our thermometer for pain keeps increasing the amount of pain that we can take, you know? So I'm here to just like, help you not just know what healthy is and what normal is, but to, but to actually increase the standards in your life that you have let yourself actually not even knowing like a frog is boiling on the stove. How do you boil a frog? That's so gross. But you, you put the, you just turn up the heat a little tiny bit. And then the frog before it knows it is it's like, Oh, you know, but, but it doesn't realize it's on fire because the heat keeps, keeps, keeps getting turned up little by little. And that's how gaslighting happens too. You know, there's a movie uh, gaslight where this whole term came out from. And basically he didn't make her think she was crazy, like out of the rip by doing something like off the top, the, the way he actually made her feel like she was going insane is with the, by messing with the gas lights, you know, the, the lights were controlled by gas. So he would like turn down the lights a little by little every single day. And she would be like, is it dimmer in here? And he'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. You're going crazy. Now over time, he convinced her that she was going crazy just by turning down the lights, the gas light a little, little each time. And so that's what happens in our relationships is we get subjected to the circus and then the clown still looks so crazy after a while. So one of the most important ingredients that we can have 
in a beautiful relationship, not just healthy, is, is intimacy. Now, who saw you? Did you see the movie? Oh my God. Who was that guy who did like um, all of the God from Saturday Night Live, like Wayne's World, that guy he did. I think it was him who did the, the intimacy thing with the guru where he was like, into me, I see into me I see is intimacy. And and there's like spiritual coaches around the world that actually took that and used that in their coaching. But yes, intimacy into me I see, but we don't think of it that way in our culture. We think of it as like into me you see, into me you see. And and really we don't think intimacy is intimacy, it's in a see. But I'm going to talk about it today as if it was that desire, that into me you see, because at the end of the day, isn't that what you really want? Isn't it that you just want to be seen, to be valued, to be heard, to be picked, to be wanted, to love and be loved the way you love other people, for them to love you that way, for somebody to care as much about you as you care for everybody else. That's really what you want, right? So so how do we have that level of intimacy in our relationships? Well, I made another video last time on how to have healthy communication in your relationship. And if you want to check out that, you can find the podcast or I'll link the video here so that you can see that as well. Uh, I wish I could make a note of what time it is so I can figure out how to do that. But anyhow, I'll put it in here for you. So just like that, ingredient list. We're going to talk about the ingredient list for intimacy or intimacy in your relationship. And the very first thing you have to have to be able to have that level of seenness is presence. I need to be here now. And so do you, meaning I need to be embodied in this moment. So what are you doing right now? Are you on a walk are you on the treadmill? Are you having me in your earbuds? Are you are you listening to the podcast while you're doing the dishes at night and the house is kind of quiet? Are you watching these videos like binge watching and now you're at your fifth one for the day and that's your you're in your bed and you're all cozy and you got your fuzzy socks on and things pulled up? In order for you to be hearing me right now, you have to be here in the present moment, which means there is some level of safety already. And this is so important. I don't want this to be underestimated, this first point, because it's don't miss the simplicity for the depth. This is wisdom here. Okay. And we miss this all the time because we think, well, of course I'm here. Of course I'm here, but we, we can be here physically and not here mentally, emotionally, or spiritually or financially or what have you. And we could be distracted and pulled in a million different directions, right? I have people all the time that reach out to me and want to have a consultation on my website. You can do a self-study courses for addiction in the family, or you can do codependency courses for self-study or our boundary courses and things like that. Or you can come into semi-private co coaching and join the family and come into the tribe. That's an investment for people. All right. And I do that for a reason. It's an investment for a reason. Let me tell you, let me explain to you what I mean and why. Sometimes I get people that come to me and they say things like, I really want to join your program. I really want to come in, but I, he's, you know, my spouse is controlling all the money and they had, I don't have access to the funds and they are, and we're like barely keeping alive and we don't have the lights on and we're worried from one minute to the next that they're going to relapse and our money's going to go away. And I lovingly have to tell them that this is not the time for me to help you. And why is that? Is that because I want more money? Is that because I want them to spend more 
It's because psychologically, if somebody's coming into the program and they're worried about paying their mortgage or they're worried about feeding the kids, they are not at the level of presence required by the safe environment for them to invest in themselves psychologically. Okay. It's one of the questions on my questionnaire. Are you in a place to invest in yourself? So here's the rub. If you are in a situation that you're in a toxic relationship and you want intimacy and you're with something, somebody who's out to lunch and they're, they're causing financial havoc and chaos in your life, that is the wrong problem to be focused on. Intimacy is the wrong thing to be looking at. If you're with a partner that's like, ties you up in arms from one minute to the next of not knowing which end is up or what's happening, you, you're not ready to do this level of work. You first need to get yourself secured, financially stable so that you can have more choices in your life. So what do I do with those people? I direct them to take the money that they would have invested with me and work on their own financial stability. Start working on going to Al-Anon meetings or adult children of alcoholics meetings, the free resources, watch my videos, that's a ministry. But we're not ready to solve that higher quality problem of intimacy if we don't have the other problem solved of financial stability. This has to come first, okay? So the people that I'm working with have that level of financial stability. They're not worried about the lights being turned on. So they're able to have some space up here, right? To have some space to be able to focus on that higher level problem, okay? So if you're that person, and I just need to say this because it's part of the ministry here for me to say this. If you're the person who's saying, oh my God, she's right. Like I am worried financially right now. I am struggling. I do not know how we're going to make it okay if they relapse again or what's going to happen. Start researching other forms of revenue for yourself. Start looking into multiple streams of income. Maybe talk to that friend that has that, that business that maybe you can work in. Uh, go find, Go ask for that raise. Watch confidence videos on how to go talk to somebody. Watch interviewing technique videos. Watch things that are going to help you increase your level of financial stability so that you can work on the other stuff as well. I hope that makes sense. I know it, it definitely makes sense to me. I, 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 there have been many times in my life where I couldn't afford to pay attention. I was so broke. So that's, we, you know, when sometimes we are so broke, we can't afford to pay attention. Right. So having said that, I have to have that level of stability for intimacy. There has to be a level of safety in my environment for me to feel secure enough to actually practice some of these things. Now, having said that financial stability to have that level of safety we want intimacy. Now, what are the other levels of safety? There's psychological safety outside of now, once the financial safety is secured, there's psychological safety and emotional safety. And this is where I help people the most. Okay. You're in this dynamic and you want to have intimacy, but you're with a person who is not emotionally safe. You are never going to be able to develop intimacy with that person. If they're like, hey, when it's really good, it's really good. And when it's bad, it's a shit show. That's not a person who's emotionally safe for you to work on establishing better intimacy with them. So what has to happen? They have to be psychologically and emotionally available first. Just like that person has to be financially available, they have to be. So you might say, well, you're available. You're here. You're watching the videos, but you're trying to have intimacy with somebody who is unable to reflect that back to you. Okay. So that's just step one. So in order for us to have this two-way street, there has to be a willingness for both people. 
So if you want to continue to develop your sense of intimacy, then I would say first, you come someplace where you can share your innermost thoughts, be seen naked for your raw emotion in a validating, supportive environment where you get to see and feel how that feels. So many of us grew up with parents where we would have our feelings and they would be negated. We would say, well, I feel this. And we would be gaslight right out of our own emotions, thoughts, you know, what we think we knew. And we can get to the point where for us to have our own intimacy, we're not safe in our own present moment. We talk, we gaslight ourselves. So before we think about how to work and have an intimacy with another human being, we're going to get back from that intimacy to into me, I see, not into me, you see, but into me, I see. And for you to develop that, that means that you have to be willing to look at where you have put up the walls in your own life for you to actually even see yourself. That's such a big part of this codependency recovery work is validating our own thoughts and ideas before we expect somebody else to do that, that we see our own uh, emotions and and, rat and 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 feel like how we own them before we start to feel like we have to justify them or rationalize them to other people. That's what we've spent a lifetime doing. Intimacy is like just being able to be naked and raw and vulnerable and somebody go, oh my God, I see you. And I accept you exactly as you are. And I'm not trying to talk you out of that or change you, right? I'm just trying to be like, is where we can land together in the present moment. That's what intimacy does. That's what presence is, is we can land together in the same moment in time. Now, my husband has turned me on to, I just, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you were like, what the fuck is she talking about? Your husband just turned you on in the middle of the podcast. No, I was like a paper girl my whole life. You could not convince me to take notes on anything else other than my 15,000 notebooks and journals, but I have downloaded good notes onto my iPad. And if you are a person who is like, like paper fan and tech resistant, this isn't even Dural Tech. You can write your handwritten notes. You can have notebooks on here. I know this is an aside, but I have 14,000 notebooks. It is absolutely unbelievable. And I refer back to this now whenever I want to, oh my God, make my point. So, and I do like to take notes for you like that. How do I come up with what I'm going to talk with you about is in the morning, I come down into my office and I'm out, I, I kind of build a room outside. And so I'm looking at the trees, I'm listening to the birds. I light some sage, I clear out my space. I put on some music that makes me feel introspective. And I just start asking God what, uh, what needs to be communicated today or what I, what, what God can give on my heart to transfer onto you. And I don't always know if it's what you need to hear or what you want to hear, but what I'm here to do is be obedient to whatever mission I feel called to do in my life, which is serve and serve and serve. And sometimes the messages that I'm going to offer you are going to land and resonate. And it's like, you're at the buffet of this codependency and addiction buffet, you know, breakthrough with me. And sometimes you're going to go to the buffet and you're going to taste something and you're going to be like, oh my God, that, mm, I like that. That You're going to hear it and you go, mm, you know, it resonates. It tastes really good. And other times you're going to taste stuff at the buffet of teaching and you're going to be like, I don't know, that didn't really, that didn't really apply to me or resonate or whatever. And that's fine too. You know, I don't really like those, that 
at sushi that the, they put out at the at this you know restaurant. Okay, great, but the buffet is good. Not everything all the time is going to stick with you or be your favorite thing. Sometimes we need to hear the harder things too. It's like if there's a broccoli at the buffet and there's also ice cream, I'm I'm like more inclined to get the snacks at the buffet or the fried shit instead of the broccoli. But I know that the broccoli was what helps me grow. And sometimes we have to hear harder things, all right, in order to really grow. And I'm committed to delivering that harder things. I know that's what helped me was having come to Jesus's with myself and being, you know, having my own willingness to be uh, introspective, okay? And that's that's really, introspection is the second ingredient in intimacy. It's like, you cannot have this level of depth and relationship with somebody without being willing to take really hard, long looks at ourselves. And I know it's very easy because we can look at our partners and say, and believe, we're the strong ones, right? We see what's going on with other people. If they would just get their shit together, if they just get their lives together, our lives would be so much better. But the truth is, as much as we want to be perfect, which is a byproduct of growing up in addiction, if you did, perfectionism is one of the key components of codependency patterns that we run. We have a resistance to um, sometimes hearing the things we need to hear, but not you because you're here and you want to have that understanding and so that you can work through. I mean, I'm a self-development junkie. This library that's behind me is like, I have a 12 foot library that's 10 feet wide, you know, of searching out. But what was missing for me when I was searching, like all the dots to come together was one place where everything could kind of like meld and jive and really come together. And that's why I created this space, you know, so that you, you might be like, man, when you're talking, I, I feel like you're talking directly to me. I am. I If other people are watching this stuff and they're like, oh man, she doesn't resonate with me. That's amazing because I'm not talking to them. I'm literally looking for my sisters and brothers that are going, oh my God, are you in my head? Like, are you, are you talking, are you a fly on my wall in my house? You know, so you can trust that understanding because I started with my own level of introspection first. And what, because when I, when I have into me, I see, I automatically have into you, I see, but it has to start with into me, I see first. Seek first to understand yourself and then you will understand everybody else. So there requires a level of introspection, a fierce commitment to go deep within yourself, to uncover your own hidden patterns, ideas and concepts that got implanted from having being exposed to addiction or a tough upbringing or a complicated family dynamic or a dysfunctional family and see what I call that the shrapnel, how that shrapnel has impacted your life and how it's how it's impacting your decision of your partners you're choosing, the relationships you're tolerating, the structures you enable at work or the entrepreneurship journey that you're taking and how you're undercharging. You know, all these things are related to that first pattern program. Now, if you're really wanting to be introspective and get a deep dive into that, then I would say, go over to my site, HeidiRain.com. I created a personal personality test just for you. I made that. I looked at, after all my years of introspection and case studies of all the thousands of people that I helped, 
I was like, well, here's the programming. Here's the codependent programming we learned as kids growing up in this dysfunction. Here's the pattern because awareness and introspection is the first step in breaking you free from all that. So go over there and take that test. It's not a quiz. It's not like, which Disney princess am I? No, it's it's actually take you 15 minutes to take this thing because it's legit. Okay. So take the 10 or 15 minutes, take the test. It's like 40 questions. Give yourself space and time, be present, take it. And then after you take it, um, go over onto my site and send me a message and let me know what te- what uh, personality pattern, attachment pattern you came up with. And we can start the journey to your healing and untangling and untethering from that. But introspection is the first thing. And then the, the last thing we kind of already touched on, which is this vulnerability. It is uh, intimacy, enemy I see and enemy you I see requires a level of vulnerability that is so scary for people like us. We, most of us have built our lives on protecting ourselves. We grew up in environments where we, it was not safe to show our emotions, to show our feelings, or you're in a relationship now where it's not safe to show your whatever is going on and people will use things against you and manipulate you and gaslight you out of your own ideas, just like we talked about. So in order to cultivate, I, I mean, I know for me, because I had so much like mom trauma, you know, my, my mom was really just abusive and narcissistic and borderline and loved me and hated me. And I didn't feel safe with her from one minute to the next. I just didn't. I didn't know if, if she loved me or hated me and I could never tell. And I was always trying to be who I needed to be so that she would like be okay. And, and so that dynamic created in me a real distrust in actually women in general, where I had a real problem actually opening up to women, trusting women. I found it easier to be in relationship with, with men, found it much easier to have friends that were guys um, because it just like, I didn't have the, the, the drama, you know what I mean? So it was like, uh, which is a lie. Men are just as dramatic. Once you like really <laughs> let yourself be attracted to men because men, a lot of men are very feeling and you know the healthy men are actually just as emotional. It's the unhealthy men that are shut down and like Alcatraz. Anyhow, I was just attracting men like me, you know? So this level of vulnerability takes time to cultivate and how you cultivate it is you actually get into a safe environment. And I really don't want to underestimate the value of you trusting me. I know if you're finding me, it's taking you a lot to like even be find someone, right? That you actually feel like gets it. Uh, I, I know for me, it took me so long uh, just to even find anybody who like thought the way that honest goodness, that's why I created my programs uh, that people can come in because it's even hard for me to cultivate real deep, deep friendships with my people, unless I find my people, you know what I mean? Like, oh, oh yeah, you grew up in shit, but you're successful and man, but you still have these other ideas or you, you have imposter syndrome too. You know, all the things that we have when we grow up tough, become successful and then still have issues that, you know, are under kind of unresolved. So the way to really get around that is to think about coming inside of one of these uh, semi-private group containers that we have, which is really going to help you to learn, oh my God, I can trust these other people. I can open up in a room full of people just like me and I can feel 
so seen. Not only am I getting the intimacy I see in this group dynamic and inside of this uh, program, but I'm giving, I'm getting the intimacy you see, and we're all seeing each other and we're all seeing ourselves. I mean, I literally, it makes my hair stand up how valuable it is to find your people, right? So I just want to say, hi, sister. Hi, brother. I am so glad that you're here. I'm so glad you found me. It is not by accident. This is a big universe. And I feel like, you know, because I spend my mornings, you know, God really is my business partner here, right? That I spend my mornings asking God to open up an idea or something that needs to be heard that God will put it right in front of you. How did you find this podcast today? How did you find this video today? Probably in an odd way, right? Unless you've been here before. And then I say, welcome home. It's good to see you again. So if I keep showing up for you, or if you've just found me, there's a reason. And I want to encourage you to reach out and say hello. Let me know you're here. Let's start to get to know each other. You can go over to Heidi Rain and take that uh, personality assessment that I made for you. And that'll be like a really good first step to kind of see where you're at in the process. But I'm just so glad you're here. I really look forward to cultivating a relationship with you, going deep with you so that we can have intimacy I see and intimacy you see. I love you so much. Take excellent care of yourself and I'll see you really soon. Bye-bye.